evening, and welcome to Relationship Game Changers. I'm trying something new here. I am, uh, I'm here with you guys on the call, but I'm also attempting to go live in the Relationship Game Changers Facebook group. It does say I'm live, but I have no way of discerning that. It just says that I'm live. And uh, you guys know that relationship game changers take risk. We step out of the comfort zone. We do. We try. We take action. Why? Because we must keep pressing forward to the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. And we will not ever attain or fulfill our destinies if we remain in our comfort zone. And I tell you guys that all the time. So if I'm unwilling to come out of my comfort zone and try new things in front of you, then how will you be inspired to do that? And, and I tell you, I'm not sure how this is coming across, whether, I, I can, whether people can hear live or not. Um, but we're going to figure this thing out. And the reason why is because I told you guys that we are migrating to the social media platforms. We'll continue to do this call, but we must make ourselves and avail ourselves of that which is out there to move the messaging and the message that God has given us forward. So I don't see myself on Facebook, but my phone says I'm live. So I'm not sure what's going on, but we're just going to go through tonight. And I think what I'll do is just um, – I can't even finish. Let me just finish. Okay. All right. Let's just do that. It didn't work. We will figure it out. And I do that, and you'll see if you're in a relationship game trained as part of the membership, you'll see Sarah and I had a similar attempt to try to go from Zoom to Facebook. Guys, it's not about being perfect. You don't have to be perfect to be amazing. You don't have to have it all together to start. You just have to be willing. And as Sarah said to me today, and I, I, I strongly believe this, and that is you don't need the grace of God until you get in the place that it's required. So many of us are waiting for the grace of God to take the next step, to move, to do things, and yet it's not required. You're not there you're not there yet. And he supplies his needs according to your riches and glory. But you've got to be in a place where that need needs to be supplied. So if you need grace tonight, then you have to ask yourself, Am I in a place and in the place that God would have me to receive it? And so that's what that's what we're doing here tonight. So for those of you on the call for the first time, I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of the faithful folks that are on the call each week. We couldn't do it without you. We've been going two years strong, over two years, every single Wednesday night. We are praying. Why? Because we want to see the manifestation of kingdom relationships. We want to see a resurgence in marriage. And I believe that a significant part of that resurgence will be with people that are unmarried, that desire to be married, that will embrace kingdom principles and so that they can navigate and produce greater than either spouse could do on their own. And so that's why we're here, because we must get into this place where we are producing a greater. Uh, and so it's important the people you're connected with have a lot to do with what you're producing. So you can look at your life 
and see what is my fruit, what am I producing, and you can make inventory about the people in your life. And are they moving you towards your destiny? Are they inspiring you? Or are they holding you back? We must make critical decisions in this hour. And so if this is your first time on the call, what we do is I'll make some general announcements, then we will uh, pray, then I will do a little bit of teaching, and then we will pray the word talk. We teach kingdom principles on this line, and what that means is we teach the truths that transcend gender, the truths that transcend race, the truths that transcend your relationship status. So the truths that we talk about and teach are applicable to all kingdom citizens. We are all called to be kings, and so we're teaching those things that are reflective of our citizenship in the kingdom, and we are a kingdom of kings after the order of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we teach to, that's what we talk about, and that's where we want to take you because we want you to rise and reclaim the territory and the sphere of influence that God has given you to dominate in this hour. So we need relationship game changers. We need relationship game changers, people that will declare it, proclaim it, and walk in it in the spirit of truth in Jesus' name. We need people that are walking in it, not just talking about the spirit of truth. And so tonight, let's pray, and then I want to jump into what we're going to talk about, and then I want to pray. And it is the first Monday. I'm not sorry, it's the first Monday. got my dates confused. It's the first Wednesday. So at the end of this call, I will uh, take some questions or comments. And at the end, if you have a question or comment, you'll just need to press star six, and we'll try to respond to those of you that want to uh, comment or ask a question. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you today. We thank you we don't have to ask you to be where you already are. For you said where two or three are gathered in your name, you are present with them. And so we bring ourselves, we bring our flesh to your presence. We bring our eyes to the attention of your word. We bring our ears to the hearing of your word, for faith comes by hearing, and faith comes by those that we are united to who already believe and have entered in the promises that you have ordained for us. And so, Father God, we thank you tonight for giving us seeing eyes, hearing ears, and an understanding heart that we might grasp the principles of the kingdom and go forth in power and in might because you are with us, but more importantly, because we are with you. And so we thank you tonight, God. We thank you for the capacity to be able to rest, to receive, and to respond as you work in us, giving us the desire to do what pleases you in Jesus' name. All right. Wow. Well, I don't think there's any of us that would disagree. We're living in extremely difficult times. I mean, incredibly challenging times. People are losing their jobs, losing family members. Uh, there's an uncertainty about the future, what to do with this. Do you hold on to your cash? Do you spend your cash? Do you pay your debt down? Do you don't do anything? Husbands and wives are working at home and are together longer for longer periods of time where in the past you go to work, so you have a reprieve from each other. But now you have all of 
that, husbands and wives, in the same space in many cases for longer, more compressed periods of time. And so the things, I mean, it's, a, it's so much easier for things to just pop off. And then you just add the kids to that. OMG, how are people managing? Suicide is up. Overdoses are up. And I'm talking about overdoses that don't necessarily end in suicide, but also the numbers of suicide are up. Mental health issues are on the, uh, what is it, on the rise. I'm not talking about um, some of the more um, uh, psychiatric kinds of diagnosis, but perhaps some of that as well. But if you go do the research, mental health issues are up, are up. And I would suggest, and I don't know for a fact, but mental health practitioners probably are seeing a boom in their business. The only reason I would say that perhaps they're not is because now people are, are, are really having to make decisions where they put their finances. And, guys, it's not always an easy decision. And so I don't want to be flippant with the word of God, and yet the word of God is true. Jesus was always concerned about people, and I'm concerned about you tonight. I'm concerned that you enter into the rest of God. It is difficult to receive anything when you are restless. So God has called us to this place of rest so that he can, so that we can receive what he has for us in this particular hour. Last week I told you relationships do three things. They show us who we are. They show us what's possible. They show us what we can be. They show us and they tell us about our destiny. They, 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 they affirm what Christ has said about us. They see things in us that represent the glory of God. They call us up. They call us through. They bring us with them. And now more than ever, we need those kinds of relationships that are safe, that are loving, that are caring, and that are affirming. Why? Because these are, that's love. And when that happens, then we have the, the, the grace, if you will, the courage to take the risk to make the decisions that we need to make in these troubling times. And we're troubled on every side, but as kingdom citizens, we cannot be complex. We must maintain our composure. We must not be tossed with every wind of doctrine, every new news story. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? No, our eyes should be fixed and steadfast, always unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. He says, if you stay your eyes upon him, he will keep you in perfect peace. I also said that relationships show us what we're not. Sometimes we admire things in others that we desire for ourselves. And sometimes, it, I mean, and I'm guilty. You covet those things. It's like, wow, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to do. And it's like, why not me, God? Why not now? And, and if you're not careful, you'll get in and fall into envy, not because you desire to envy. But it's just natural when those feelings and those thoughts and that admiration, admiration goes unchecked. And then relationships take us where we can't take ourselves. You cannot take yourself to your destiny. As a matter of fact, everything you have has come to you through some human hand, a human word. There's nothing you can name. I don't care how much money you have. Care how fluent you are, there are no self-made people. There are people that respond to opportunities and the people that God has placed in their life, and in doing so, they are moved into their destiny. So my question to you tonight is, who are you tied to? And are they moving you 
toward destiny? Who are you connected with, and are they moving you toward destiny? And in order to understand that, as I said, God has called us to rest, and so I want to release rest to you tonight. I want this to be a place of resting place, and that's why we created Relationship Game Changers, a five-private Facebook group. It's a place to rest. It's a place to learn and grow. It's a place to mess up. If you're in there, go check out the video that Sarah and I did the, uh, yesterday. It was a bomb. It was embarrassing. And I could have easily took it down so that you guys could see me only at my best when I had it all together and all figured out. But that's not how we grow, guys. We grow in relationships where we can be ourselves, make mistakes, not be judged, and yet receive the grace that we need. Remember I said early on that you only need grace when you step into something that's out of your comfort zone, out of your norm, then you need the grace of God. And that's a scary place to be because that's a vulnerable place because you can't control the outcome. See, yesterday I couldn't control the outcome. I just had to show up, speak, and yet the outcome, it was a flop. It was a disaster. But guess what? I'm in a group of people that love me for who I am and distribute and release the grace of God that I even tried it again tonight and it didn't work. <laughs> but guess what? I'm still here. We're still going to do it again. We're going to keep pressing because the kingdom of God does not retreat. It advances. It is always advancing. It doesn't give up. It doesn't stop. It leans in. And when the opposition comes, it gets stronger and it gets bolder and it just does not quit. I mean, it's like the Energizer Bunny. It this way, it comes back at you in another way. That's the people of God that he's raising. And that's why I want to talk to you. I know that was a lot, but that's why I want to talk to you tonight about your needs. Because in this hour, needs are all over the place. I mean, some people are needing things as basic as food. And I understand there's a I'm part of a, a tribe that uh, and a call in the morning and uh, who is who uh, this one aspect, one person in this tribe, their church is distributing food, organic food to people who need it in Florida, Kissimmee, Florida. It's called Redemption Church. So if you're in Florida and you're listening to this and you need food, go. Get it. The only thing that will prevent you is your pride. So the point that I'm making is we all have needs. We all have needs. We have physical needs. We have emotional needs. We have spiritual needs. And we have, most, we have relational needs because everything else before that comes through relationships. Oh, my God. Everything you have comes through relationships. That's why we call it relationship game changer. Because I don't care what you talk about, it always comes down to a relationship. Your success and your failure comes down to a relationship. A relationship with God, a relationship with yourself, and a relationship with each other. And so here's the deal. Needs are prominent. And all of us have had a need, and sometimes that need can be unbearable. It's like, I don't know if you've ever felt desperate about something. I don't know if you've ever felt like you've waited on God so long that you just don't have any more weight in you. And then somebody comes and just quotes a scripture just flippantly to you, like you don't know the scripture. You already know the scripture, but you're beyond that. You are tired. 
you're tired, and your needs, their legitimate needs, are at the forefront. But I want to talk to you about needs, but first saying to you, in Philippians 4.19, it says, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Now, I want to bring that down to the ground to you, because that's a great scripture. But what does it mean on the ground? And who will God use to meet your needs? Because if the only thing that God is using to advance his kingdom and what he desires in the earth is people, that means that when he distributes needs, the answers are the solution to your needs, he's going to come through people. Now, here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. You know, Isaiah says, stay your eyes. He whose eyes are stayed on him, he will keep him at perfect peace or this place of rest. The best place for your needs to get met are in this place of rest, not in striving. And here's the challenge. When you expect, when you take your eyes off of God and begin to expect others to meet your needs, or you think you are the total answer, that you can change somebody, you can fix somebody, all you have to do is this and just rise and fall and adapt. And, I, and let me just put this exclusion here. Except if you're married in the area of sex, God has provided your spouse. There's no one else that God will use to meet that particular desire in your life. That is the only desire that God will exclusively use your spouse to meet. But I'm talking about all the other desires that we have. So it's naive and it's unhelpful to God, yourself and others, when you're expecting others to meet your needs. That makes you a victim. When you are relying on others solely to meet your needs, you, you will wrestle with the idea of, being a victim, and you need help because poor you. But God didn't raise victims. If you are a kingdom citizen, you are a king, and that means you are entitled to the king's bounty. That means you're entitled to the resources of the king of kings. And so we must move beyond relying or solely depending on others to meet our needs. Do they meet our needs? Yes. Do they help us? Yes. What I'm talking about is when your exclusive focus is on having someone else meet your needs, and this happens a lot in marriage, and we almost set it up that way. We create roles, and we say, you know, men need respect and women need love, and so, you know, we turn those into needs that the other is supposed to respond to and satisfy. Not saying that God won't use your spouse, but he's not limited to your spouse to meet your needs. Let me say that again. He's not limited to your spouse. You are a kingdom citizen entitled to the resources of the kingdom. And Paul says that the king will supply your needs according to the king's riches and not your spouse, not your friends, and not your family. So let me just give you four reasons why just trying to meet your spouse's needs, your child's needs, your friend's needs, or your coworker's needs, or your boss's needs, or your pastor's needs, why it doesn't work. 
here's the, here's the problem. The first problem is people tend to think that what they seek is what they need. Let me say that again. People tend to think that what they seek, what they want, is what they need. The truth is, and this is, this is this is going to be a mind bender for some of you, but I want to show it to you. I like to preface it because I'm a mess with your, your 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 thinking a little bit, and that's why I encourage you always go back and ask God about what I'm saying. The truth is, people tend to behave the opposite of what they need. They tend to behave opposite of what they need. So people who need to develop con- connecting skills or intimacy skills, they often act like they don't need anybody. They don't need anybody because they've learned to live without those things. And they've developed a lifestyle. They've developed a way of thinking that says to them, I got this. I really don't need anybody. And so what they will strive to get in relationship is more freedom, more time alone, more, you know, that those are the things. That, and they'll tell you that's what they need. I just need more time alone. I just need more freedom. I just need to be by myself. And the reality of it is God doesn't see it that way. God is saying you've had a lifetime of being by yourself. You're by your, you have a job that keeps you by yourself. No, I want to help you develop your intimacy and your connecting skills. But they will fight you to the nail. All the while, there will be deficit in their ability to emotionally connect with you. Why? Because they've not learned how to connect emotionally. And so when you haven't done something before and you are in a situation where that thing is called for, you go, you have a go-to. And in that case, your go-to is stop. Leave me alone. I'm okay. Don't, don't touch me. I'm fine. But the real need is for that very thing, to connect, for someone to be close, to someone to touch. I know that's hard to, to reconcile, but some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You like your time alone. You like your freedom. You, you just enjoy You don't mind being by yourself. And if your friends, your spouse, your kids come get in your personal space, it scares the heebie-jeebies out of you. And you push back, you move, you get away, you change. We need to do this. You change it to a performance thing because you're comfortable performing. You're just not comfortable being still, being with someone else. And then let's look at the opposite of that, someone that is very comfortable and always wants to be with somebody else. And that's all they need. So they're always asking you for time. They're always asking you, just, just be with me. Quality time is what I need. I mean, day in and day out, all they want to do is you come and just look at you and be with you and just sit with you, talk with you. And they really believe that's what their need is. They've just been doing it all of their life. They're proficient in it. They have an abundance of that. And what they really need is autonomy skills. What they really need is learn how to take responsibility for themselves and engage life and learn how to engage life responsibly with follow-through without other people. Let me share with you some scriptures about what I'm talking about. Proverbs 30, 15, and 16 says this. I'm, I'm giving you these scriptures in, in, this, in this vein. What you seek, 
very well is not what you need. You have been exercised and satisfied by the thing that you seek. It has provided a pleasure for you, and we seek pleasure and we avoid discomfort. So you're seeking more of what you already have in abundance. Oh, my gosh, we could take a deep dive in this on relationships. But let me read you the scripture about seeking what you already have in abundance. What do you have in abundance? Just think about your skills, your strengths, and your ability. That's what you have in abundance. So if you have an abundance of, of connecting and, and relationship skills, you seek that. If you have abundance of independent skills, you seek more independence. Here's what the Bible says about what you have in abundance. Proverbs 30, 15, and 16, the leech has two daughters, give and give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Indeed, four things never say it is enough. You won't find a person that just likes to be with you, that just wants to hug on you and love on you. They will never have enough of that. And a person who's independent, they will never get enough of being in the desire to be independent. And this is what it says. There are three things that are never satisfied. Indeed, four things never say it is enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire that, said, that says it is not enough. Well, Kim, how does that relate to my needs? Well, unmet needs are like a fire. I mean, when you have, when you have a desire or a passion, that thing burns in you. It's like you just don't get enough. It's like earth without water. You've got to have more. You've got to get more. You've got to get Why? Because the one reason you have to get more is because it's not your real need. Because when a real need gets satisfied, it goes away. Let me say that again. When a real need, a real and true need gets satisfied, it ceases. When a cup gets full of water, it stops receiving it. So one of the ways you know that you're not dealing with your real need is that it doesn't go away. It's like a cup. When it gets full, it will stop receiving water. And when you have enough of the thing that you're seeking that you already have in abundance, when you can say enough and walk away, now you're dealing with your real need. But the fact that you can't say it's enough, the fact that you can't stop, the fact that you can't say, you know what, I need to just stop being by myself for a moment and be in this situation and emotionally connect with the people that God has put in my life, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a friend, whether it's your kid. So when you can recognize that you've had, you're full and you stop receiving the pleasure of the thing that you seek, whether it's independence and by yourself or whether it's with people, now we can begin to talk about what your real need is. Let me just... Um, let me see another scripture here. Oh, yeah, let me give you the, oh, because this is important. Job twenty twenty. because his appetite is never satisfied, he does not let anything he desires escape. What that means, means is when you are seeking what you already have in abundance and calling it a need, it will never leave you. It will never escape. It will always be something you need more of. So I'm asking you, those of you who like to be independent, those of you who don't, quote, need anyone, 
When was the last time you were able to say, I need someone? When was the last time you were able to say, you know what, I just need some human touch? When was the last time you said, wow, I just need some connection? When was the last time you said, I just need somebody to feel where I am? Hmm. And those of you that need to be with everybody all the time and all you want to do is hug and touch and love and have kumbaya moments, when was the last time you, you said to yourself, you know what, enough, I need to take responsibility for this, I need to do this, this, and this, and it became about performance and you being responsible for things in your life. Because the appetite, appetite is never satisfied, he does not let anything, he desires escape. And so what happens when your needs are not satisfied you will, you will, not only will you continue to seek them, but you will also accept counterfeit answers. You'll accept counterfeit answers. It says this in Proverbs, uh, Ecclesiastes 5.10, the one who loves silver is never satisfied with silver, and whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with income. It's, it's like futile. It says in Ecclesiastes 6.7, all of a person's labor is for his stomach. Yet the appetite is never satisfied. All of the labor is to get what you already have in abundance, and you're still not satisfied. The reason why you're not satisfied is because you misidentify the need. Let me give you one other example, then I want to move on to two other reasons why just trying to meet each other's needs don't work. If you have children, and let's just say if you have a son, and your son is trying to convince you he needs the latest sneakers, the latest basketball sneakers, and you're doing the laundry, and you recognize that your son needs some underwear, and your son, he is just, you know, he's he's put the lawyer move on you. He can justify why he needs it. And he's got 15, he's got 10, 10 or so pair of sneakers in his closet. But he's telling you, and it sounds reasonable, it makes sense, that he's asking you for these new sneakers that are $150. You're the parent. You go to the store. You only have $150. Do you buy sneakers or do you replenish his underwear? Most of us would replenish the underwear even though he's telling us he needs more sneakers of which he already has in abundance. That's what you and I look like when we talk about, when we talk to God about what we have in abundance, when we're asking our spouse or our friend or our children for something we already have in abundance, we're asking for what we have in abundance, not for what we need. When needs get satisfied, they go away. And that's why God has such a vested interest in meeting your needs, particularly in this hour, because when our needs aren't, aren't, aren't answered, then they attack us like an armed bandit, and we become hostage to our needs. And when you're hostage to your needs, you cannot function well as a kingdom, uh, kingdom citizen. Second reason why just trying to meet each other, need, meeting needs just doesn't work, is this. Over the years, you and I have learned to de- demote, deny, and disown needs that have not been met. So if you didn't get a whole lot of love and affection and connection when you were growing up or throughout your life, You've learned to live without it. It would be like you, you know, your one leg is shorter than the other, and you've learned to walk 
um, walk in that manner. And so for you, it's quite normal to walk with the limp. It's not a problem. You move through life effectively. You're unhindered. You don't see it as a problem because you've learned to compensate for the problem, and yet you're still able to get done what you want to get done. But anybody looking at you would say, wow, they're limping. I wonder what's wrong with his leg. I wonder what's going on. But because you have compensated for it, it's not, it's not a problem for you. And that's what happens when you deny, demote, and disown emotional needs that you have. All of us have the need for love, and all of us have the need for reverence or respect, honor and dignity. And, and when we don't receive those, we learn to live without them in ways that may have some marginal success, but they'll never have success in their relationships that God has called you to that are designed for him to help meet your needs. Oh, my gosh. And the problem is there's just so much counterfeit. There's so many counterfeit answers to your needs and that we're convinced. You know, most people don't sin because they see a big block that it says sin or a thing tied around somebody's neck that says sin. People sin because they believe it is an answer to a real or perceived need they have. Oh, my gosh. Then let's see. Let's see one other thing. Oh, yeah, here's a good, here's a good one. People, number three, people perceive, people believe that what they perceive their need to be, their felt need, what it feels like is accurate identification of a need. But Isaiah 55, 8 says, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. They're higher than us. And so sometimes we become frustrated because we don't believe our perceived needs are being met. But oftentimes that's just because we've misdefined them, we've misunderstood them. We don't know what they are or we don't accept what they are because we've learned to live and in some cases be successful um, not having those need met, needs met. But when you come into kingdom relationships, the kingdom is always about healing. It's about calling up. It's about loving. It's about making us whole. So when you get in a kingdom relationship or you have a kingdom uh, experience with a person, what will happen is your real needs will rise to the surface. Why? Because God can only address what comes to the light. So he has to create opportunities for your real needs to come to light. And so in this hour with COVID, it is imperative that we allow God to reveal our real needs and that we become real and honest and vulnerable about what they are because God can't meet your real needs as long as you're lying about them, as long as you're misdefining them, as long as you believe that what you seek is what you need. And so my desire, you know, as we're in this time, is that God would just grace us to be able to recognize, to be able to own, and to be able to accept what our real needs are. And that in doing so, he brings us to a place of rest. Because when you're in a place of rest, you can receive. And then when you receive, you'll be able to respond in new, different, and wonderful ways. I've been reading a scripture, and I want to read it to you again right before I pray. Uh, and it's in, it's, in, um, it's in Hebrews 4, and it says, Therefore, since the promise to enter his rest remains, let us beware that none of you be found, be found to have fallen short. This is, 
for we also have received the good news. So first we're being told about a rest, and then we're being talked about, uh, told about receiving. So rest, receive, and then watch this. But the message they heard did not benefit them since they were not united with those who heard it in faith. For we who have believed enter the rest in keeping what he said. So here's what this scripture is saying. This is what I understand. You go read it for yourself. It's Ephesians 4, 1 through 3, that we were called to a rest, and that in that rest there's something we're supposed to receive, and we receive it by being connected with people who are in faith, who have already received and entered into, and when that happens, we are in a position to respond as God would have it. So it's rest, receive, respond. So relationships, God gives us these amazing relationships to rest, receive, and develop new responses. That's why we created the Sacred Space Relationship Game Changers, because I wanted you to have a space where you could come and rest, where you could go like this, just take a deep breath and rest. There's no requirement for you to be anything other than you are because God knows before you can respond properly and as a king, you have to receive from the king. That's why 1 John 4.19 says we're able to love others because we first receive love. And so with relationship game changes, if we are going to influence the relationships that God has us to influence, we must first become the people that he will use to influence. So many of us, we try to influence without having become what God would use to influence. It is much more attractive, much more magnetic to see someone being something and then telling me about it rather than telling me about it and telling me how to go about it. So we want you to consider, uh, again, joining Relationship Game Changers, a private Facebook group. We're going to be doing some challenges in there. I go live once a week uh, in there, and we just want to be a blessing to you. We want to serve you. We want you to have a space where you can show up, find your voice, and begin to influence. We need you more than ever. The kingdom needs all hands on deck, and we are all the bride of Christ growing and have all the rights, privileges, and authority of every king in the kingdom of God. God is raising kings. He's raising kings, and we must become kings. And it's so much more, it's so much more fun, easier, and better when we can do that together. And so that's why I encourage you to join Relationship Game Chain. Let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that your word is true. Let every man be a liar. Father, we repent because we have thought that what we already have stockpiled in abundance, we have pressed others to give us more of that thing. When we should be distributing, God, we have hoarded what we've had ignoring and denying our real needs. And so I release the grace of God tonight for your people to see 
what their real needs are as you see them. And maybe even as their spouse has pointed out to them or a child or a friend or a boss or a pastor has pointed out to them their shortcomings, their lack, or has expressed to them, Father, an offense based on the way that they have behaved. God, I pray that you would get more, go granular with your people and show them what their real need is. And, Lord, that they would enter into a rest, that they could receive the answer to that need and begin to respond differently so that they can influence the people that you would have them to influence. Lord, I pray for safe relationships. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, for relationships full of love, with grace and mercy and truth, relationships that are calling these forward, God, that you can properly outfit them and dress them as the bride of Christ. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name, Lord, that even though that there are difficult times that we're in and difficult times ahead, I declare that as we seek ye first your kingdom and your righteousness, everything we need individually and collectively will be added to us according to your riches and glory. Tonight, Father God, we let others off the hook. We lay down the expectation on your altar that others are required, have to, must, and are obligated to meet our needs. Father God, when they do, Lord, help us to develop an attitude of gratefulness, not expectancy from them. Help us to set others free because you meet our needs. Father, I ask you to perform these kinds of miracles in the heart of your people, that we will become fixed and steadfast, always unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Lord, I thank you that you're meeting their needs, Lord, so that they would go away, so that they would be free to serve you without strings attached, God. Oh, Lord, cut the strings from the life of your people, God. Deliver your people from people, please. Deliver your people, God. Deliver your people tonight, God, that we might grow up and mature and walk in this life according to your glory. I ask you to do these things, that the realm of heaven would become manifest on earth. We bind those things that are already bound in heaven. Pride is bound in heaven. Rebellion is bound in heaven. Mm, mm, mm. We bind pride on the earth. We bind pride in relationships right now. We bind the spirit of rebellion now in Jesus' name. We loose on earth what has already been loosed in heaven. We loose humility. We loose submission. We loose in Jesus' name, God, these things on earth as they are free and abundant in heaven. And now, God, tonight we enter your rest that have heard this word because there are enough of us here that are in faith. We enter your rest tonight that we might receive the solutions, the strategies that you have provided to answer our needs and the grace to respond that others might look upon us 
and see your glory and ask what must they do to enter this kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Well, I'm excited. I tell you what, guys, we've got to begin to take risks, step out of our comfort zone, and this is a place that you can do it without judgment, uh, but a whole lot of encouragement, a whole lot of compliments, a whole lot of feedback that says, yes and amen, you can do this. We're in it together, and we want to be in it with you. And don't forget, if you're interested in three sessions of uh, three sessions to a breakthrough, you can uh, just text Amy at 678-754-0867. Let her know your interest. She could tell you what to do. We are here for you. We're here for you. We are here for you. So with that, Amy, I think I'm, I'm done. And if there are any questions or comments, then I'll take a couple of those. And um, otherwise, we will, um, yeah, otherwise, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it moving. No need to delay. Sure, yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't know, they'll need to star six, I guess. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I'm not getting any questions yet, so maybe we don't have any. If you want to ask a question or comment, if you'll just press star six, I'll be able to hear you. Hi, Kim. My name Hi, is Hi, how Nancy. are you? It's Lynn. How are this you? Is, is that, tell me who it is again. It's Maureen. Hey, how are you? We finally met last week. <laughs> and um, I am so happy to be able to be a part of this finally because I was taking another class. Amen. Which held up 12, well, 13 weeks. So I just have one question. Hold on one second, Maureen. Okay. Go ahead. I was taking another class that lasted 13 weeks with the Ecclesia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, with Omega Kingdom Ministries, so that held me up for 13 weeks. But I am here officially on board and ready to go. Um, Amen. I married um, 43 years. Wow. I am loved by everybody except I don't feel loved in my own home with my husband. Mm. Wow. And a lot of the things you said last week and this week really hit home with me. And, um, you know, I I don't know if it's performance orientation or not uh, because I have so many people that um, reach out to me and so many people that I help. And yet, does that, does that stroke me and make me feel good because I'm doing God's work? Yes. But in the same token, my needs are not being met my needs for intimacy, my needs for uh, affection, affectionate touch by my husband, my needs for um, um, uh, communication and validation are not being met. Yes. So, um, you know, this is one of my big struggles of 43 years of marriage. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's hope. Well, there I wouldn't really be hope. hope. I didn't believe it. <laughs> there, there really is. 
And I'll tell you what, God is doing a new thing. And I, I always say to people, if God can raise Jesus from the dead in three days, there's no telling what he can do in our lives in three days. So I look forward to coaching with you. I know you're signed up or signing up, and I'm, yes. I'm so yes. excited to work with you. And um, I can't wait to see the breakthrough that you get. I I am encouraged. Uh, am I apprehensive? I would be a liar if I said I wasn't. But I am <laughs> encouraged. But I know that yes. God orders my steps, and I know that he brought me to this place at this time, at this season, right now. And I'm believing for my breakthrough, finally. Finally. Well, we're go- we're going to believe with you, and uh, it's going to happen. I, I tell you what, um, all I can say is I'm just watching it happen in people's lives over and over again. And so my expectation is that God will meet you in those three days. And what you need from him, you'll receive from him, and then you'll respond differently and garnish a different response from others. I will. I will. And I just want you to know I'm going over all the lessons again because I really want to – I need to write and I need to hear over and over so that I really can ingest it deep within my spirit. So um, before we start the, the actual coaching, I want to be prepared to uh, totally be able to engraft this. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll be praying for you. Thank you. And I look forward to meeting you. Thank you. So you did meet me already. I mean, Amy says I did. I think Amy says I did. Leslie Mulhern's friend who went to Israel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Awesome, awesome. Oh, oh, yes, I did. I sure did. I sure did. Charge it to my head and not my heart. <laughs> okay, but I am going to try and get on the um, the course, the, the, the Facebook uh, Live. That's on Monday, you said? Monday Night Live, yes. And you can, um, folks can access if that's something you guys are interested in. You just need to go to relationshipgamechangers.com. Relationshipgamechangers.com. Uh, actually, it's a website. You'll go to Relationship Game Changers, and it will direct you to the website. It will give you the information, what it's about, and then it will direct you to the website. Okay. I mean, direct you to Facebook. I'm sorry, direct you to Facebook. Uh, okay. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. I'll be All there. Right? Uh, awesome. Thank you awesome. so much. You're God welcome. bless you. All you do. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys. Anybody else? Comment, question. We got a few more minutes. If not, we won't belabor the time. Kim, this is Lynn. Hey, Lynn, how are you? Hey, good, good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Yes, I can. Okay, I'm just worried about this phone. I just have a quick comment. Just want to say I appreciate the Lord using you tonight to remind me of something. Uh, You were talking about different needs, whether it be emotional or physical or financial. And I think after a period of time goes by and you're faced with your circumstances not changing, you can feel a shift take place on the inside of you that Mm -hmm. I guess you have to be on guard for it. And when you said... 
seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That was my moment of aha, because being out of work, going on 10 months, uh, and turn turn down job after job after job application, you find yourself starting to feel, oh dear, what's going on, and I don't mind putting my age out there. I'm 55, and I know that makes me unattractive to the job market. They don't mm. really, well, you know how it is. And uh, just recently, um, you know, the extras of the year have been coming in, and I'm just sitting there staring at it like, Lord, something's going to have to give here. We're going to have to have something. And I just appreciate the fact that when you said that scripture, that was the scripture that I heard the morning, the very first morning I woke up and I was unemployed. Wow. That was the first thing I heard the morning I woke up was seek first kingdom of God and all this, all the others will be added to you. And I just yep. appreciate the fact that the fathers reminded me, don't get distracted, refocus, yeah. stay focused. Stay in my peace, and it's going to be well with you. So just thank you for that. It ministered greatly to me. Praise God. You know, that that's a real important thing that you said in this hour. You know, one of the things that was amazing to me about Jesus is he never lost composure. And in this hour, more than ever, we need people who can maintain their composure in untenable and in un, in untenable circumstances and in uncertainty that we can fix our gaze no matter what it looks like and say I believe God I believe God and just like Shadrach Meshach and Abednego God can deliver uh, God will deliver me He can deliver me but even if He doesn't do it the way I want Him to do it. Let it be known unto you, O Nebuchadnezzar, I will not bow down and worship you. And this is the time that we're in. So I agree with you. I think wholeheartedly we need people that are can maintain composure, self-control in this very, very difficult time. And when you find people that have their eyes fixed and that are maintaining a level of composure, they're responding, not reacting, that's a people you want to make sure you connect with because you will benefit from their strength and from their faith. So that's the amen. Yep, I'm yay and amen on that. Anybody else? Star six? Star six, if you would like to comment or ask a question. Can? Star- yes. This is Nancy from New Jersey. I Hi, went- Nancy. I do have electricity tonight. <laughs> So sorry I couldn't contact you, but that was awesome tonight. I am looking forward to to working with you. I really am. Yeah, that's another one of my coaching clients. We're about to have our first. Guys, you really need to get in in this coaching. These are other people talking. I mean, not, not me. People are seeing changes in their lives, and it's not taking 12 months of counseling. Yes. See, when you deal with the root of something 
and you can pull something up by the root, by the grace of God, the discernment of the Holy Spirit, and you see when the need is met, it goes away. And so that's what we do in three days. We quickly identify the root, then we look at God's answers, and then we create opportunities that you can participate in those answers, and by the third day, you have something different to work with. Now, I will be clear and, 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 and say this, that people are experiencing significant breakthroughs. The, those that experience the greatest breakthroughs are the ones that show up honestly, are willing to trust me with their vulnerability. Because the deeper the issue, you'll have to allow somebody to be able to touch it, not to destroy you, but to help you move. And so I find that those that are most open and willing for me to ask the hard questions, and I'll tell you, we laugh together, we cry together, but at the end of the day, I'm just watching God miraculously change and transform people's hearts. So, Nancy, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what God has in store for you. You'll have to come back on and tell about it. <laughs> I will. All right. Thanks. <laughs> You're Bye. welcome. All right. We'll talk next week. Yes. All right. Anybody else? Star six. Star six. Hello? Hi. Hey. hey. Is this Pastor Kim? Yes, it is. Hey, so how do we uh, get connected with your, your coaching, your life coaching? Uh, all you need to do is text Amy at 678-754-0867, and she can make it happen. She can make okay. it happen. Yeah. By the way, it's, by the way, it's Lanita. <laughs> hey, girl, how are you? <laughs> Good, enjoying life here in Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii, I need to get to Hawaii. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my bucket list. Yes, good to hear from you. All right. All right, sweetie. All right, anybody else? Star six. Mm-hmm. What's that clock that goes? Ding, 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 ding. I don't have the right the right tone, but you know how it counts down a little bit. <laughs> All right, star six, going once, going twice, going three times. I guess we're good, Amy. Hi, Kim. Uh oh, here we go. Yes. Hey. I'm I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Is there any way that I can get a session over the phone, coaching over the phone? Oh, it's, it's all over the phone. It's all Zoom or FaceTime. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Because all of it. Even though it's, it's something, it's got to, something got to be worked out between me and my sister. So, uh, Just text Amy. That's awesome. Let's, let's do it. Let's uh, text Amy, 678-754. 0867, and let's make it happen. 086, what is the last number? Um, let me say it all again so I don't get confused. 678-754-0867. Thank you, and God bless you. And to you, God bless you. 
All right. If we're good, Amy, then I'm going to go ahead and give the replay number. Do we we get anything? We're we're good. We're good. All right. We're good. Well, guys, let me give you the replay number. You can always hear the replays on Spotify. You'll just need to download the app, Spotify, and in the search a search bar, you would just put. Um, it's still listed as marriage reform with Kim Moore, and you will, and I'll get this posted tonight. You can listen that way, the replays, and any others that we've done prior to that. Most, yeah, prior to that. Or if you don't want to do that, you can dial 605-475-4980. The access code is 341-000-POUND. And the reference number for today's call is 112-POUND. Again, 112-POUND. And if you enter those numbers, then you will hear the replay of this call. As always, relationship game changers take action. The action that I want you to take tonight, obviously, if you're interested in coaching, then please reach out to Amy. If you're interested in relationship game changers, go to the website, relationshipgamechangers.com. It will tell you all about the Facebook group and uh, what we're doing in there and what's happening in there, and you can become one of the founding members. Um, And then the other thing that I want you to do is if you're on social media, Facebook, like the page, Relationship Game Changers. But probably most important of all to me, if something ministered to you tonight, if you heard something that resonated with you, go and share the call with someone else. Why? Because when you receive an appropriate response, there, there's always a response, and the response that um, that we can um, that we can administer all of us is to share what we've received with somebody else. So share the call with somebody else. Invite them to be a part of it. Invite them to check out Relationship Game Changers so that we can have fun. We can learn and grow together and become the people God would have us to be. We love you. I love you. Amy loves you. Um, and yeah, we want to talk to you guys. So show up. Come up. Let's go. Let's do this. We do. We want all of you to be equipped and be able to go do your thing. (laughs) And that's really what it's about, Amy. It's it's really not about doing my thing or your thing. It's really about getting free to do your thing in the place God's called you to do it, with the people he's called you to do it, and influence and bring about change in the spheres that God has given you. That's really what it's about. I love, you know, I've been working with some young people, and, you know, it's exciting to me because, you know, as they get free, they're going and doing things, and all I'm doing is like, yes, you can do that. Yes, you can do that. One lady, after three sessions of coaching, started a Bible study. She had like 15 people in the Bible study. I'm like, girl, when I started a Bible study, I had two people in my Bible study in the beginning, and here she is, gets free. And she had 15 people show up in her Bible study. So here's my question that I leave you with. How many people will you impact? How many people will you impact when you show up, use your voice, and you're free to do what God would have you to do? Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to see what that looks like. I hope I'm around. hope we're in relationship so that that can happen. Well, God bless you, and we will see you on the call next week.